week's episode is all about Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is coming up in just a few weeks for all my American friends, so I reached out to Barbara from Barbara Bakes to share her tips about how to prepare for the big day. Barbara shares a lot of tips on how to pull the meal together without any stress, and she has some great ideas for those whose celebrations look a little bit different this year with maybe a smaller group. The holidays this year may look a little different to last year, but that doesn't mean that they still can't be special. I hope this episode gives you some ideas on how to have a scaled down feast without sacrificing on any of your favorites. Now, let's dive in. Hi, Barbara. Welcome to the Cook It Real Good podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so happy to have you here. Can I ask you before we start, what is your signature dish? The one that everyone says, Barbara, you have to bring that. Well, I have a cream puff cookbook, so I'm kind of known for my cream puffs and eclairs. It's filled with all different kinds of different flavors like uh, strawberry cheesecake eclairs. And I also have recipes for profiteroles, which are filled with ice cream and topped with heavenly sauces. Mm. Oh, yum. They sound amazing. I've eaten plenty of those types of things, but I've never actually made one before. So are they very hard? No, they're actually quite easy. So um, you definitely need to give it a try and you can just fill it simply with, you know, some whipped cream, put a little powdered sugar on top. Yeah. Yes. I do like the sound of that strawberry cheesecake though. <laughs> I'm very interested to try that. <laughs> you should. You should. So today we're going to talk about Thanksgiving and uh, it's actually coming up fast now. We're talking now at the end of October, um, so probably about a month to go. And, um, you know, talking to a lot of my American friends, I've sort of heard that Thanksgiving's kind of looking a little bit different this year for a lot of people. Um, you know, maybe maybe it's because their family can't travel as far to see them. If they were flying, then they might not want to be doing that this year. Or um, they're having smaller get-togethers, so just, just the immediate family or a few others um, where they normally have a huge celebration. So I think that it's... Um, Everyone's sort of thinking, how do we maintain our traditions? How do we still have the same, you know, dishes that we love, but cater to a smaller crowd? <laughs> right. So if, you, if you're having a big Thanksgiving dinner, often you'll have aunts and uncles and cousins and, you know, a lot of people who can help bring some of the side dishes. And uh, so it's not as much work for the host, but um when you are just having a smaller one, you probably want to keep the um, major things like turkey and mashed potatoes and stuffing and maybe just not have as many side dishes or, you know, have your local grocery store make a couple of the side dishes and, and don't stress out and think you have to do it all yourself. Just Maybe eliminate some of the things and and make the basics. And also, um, a lot of it you can do ahead and pop it in the freezer or the fridge. And so, um, you're not doing it all day of. That's such a good point. You don't have to don't have to start taking on the mammoth challenge of making exactly what you have every year, but making, taking it all on yourself. 
Exactly. So let's start with how do we even start planning out, you know, what does Thanksgiving look like? What do we need to prepare in the days before leading up to it? How do we make a plan to alleviate that stress that often happens with big holidays? So it's really important to have a planning guide. And so I, I make one up that I use every year and I, I like it has check boxes. You can just check those off and it starts the week before and um, it's a PDF that people can um, download and use. So that that's really helpful. Um, you want to start at least a week before Thanksgiving and print out your recipes and make a shopping list. It's really important that you have that shopping list because you don't want to be going back and forth to the grocery store for things that you forgot. So just, you know, take a, um, you know, maybe half an hour is all it takes and, and get your uh, recipes and go over them, see what you have in your, um, in your pantry and see what you need to buy and put it down on your shopping list. That's such a good tip. I think often, you know, especially with the shopping list, we might put down some things as we think of them, but you know, some of the bigger items will be like, Oh, I'll remember that. So I won't put it down. And then somehow you end up without a turkey. <laughs> exactly. Or uh, check your, check your spice rack and make sure that you, you know, have the poultry seasoning or, or whatever you need. Um, because maybe you used it up last year and so you don't want to be running back to the store for that. Oh, for sure. I think something that mm. I, I've learned as well through my holiday cooking is think some things are good to have doubles of, especially things that you think you'll use again. So, you know, maybe maybe it's like double the veggies or something. So if something does go wrong, which sometimes it does, <laughs> there's like a backup. There's something that you can have that's just easily safe as a day. <laughs> Always nice to have a backup. So one of the things you need to decide right up front is whether you're going to buy a fresh or a frozen turkey. So if you're going to buy a frozen turkey, you need to – get it ahead of time so that you can get it into the fridge to thaw. That's the best way to thaw frozen turkey. Um, you, you need to thaw it for 24 hours for, for every four to five pounds. So if you're cooking a you know 20 pound turkey, then it's going to take a long time for that to thaw in the fridge. So um, I, I buy my turkey the Friday before Thanksgiving, so it has plenty of time to thaw, and I can get it in a brine. Um, I like to have – usually I'll use a dry brine, but um, sometimes if I'm smoking my turkey, I'll do a wet brine as well. So um, for for the, the guide is one pound of turkey per person. So if you, you know if you're having eight people, you need at least an eight pound turkey. Um, I like to have plenty of leftovers, so I that's why I'll often cook two turkeys just because I really like those turkey sandwiches the day after Thanksgiving. Um, I would be really sad about that if we didn't have those. And also, I'll usually use the turkey carcass to make uh, turkey noodle soup afterwards. So you want a little turkey leftover to put in your soup too. Oh, I love that. Leave no turkey behind. 
No, exactly. <laughs> um, and so what about, that's, that's awesome. But what about if you are having like a smaller get together this year, say maybe just like you know, your immediate family, husband, wife, two kids or whatever, is there like a smaller turkey you can make? Yeah. Um, for a small get together, I recommend that you use a bone-in turkey breast. So they they um, have removed all the the legs and the wings and all that. It's just just the turkey breast, and it fits perfectly in a six-quart pressure cooker. So that's an awesome awesome way to cook it. My other site is Pressure Cooking Today, and so I also have a plan, planning guide for a complete cooking it in the pressure cooker. So you can make your stuffing, your mashed potatoes your turkey all in pressure cookers, which is awesome. I love that. I love that it's using the pressure cooker too. Just a, another way to free up the oven really, because we've got so many things that we cook in there on the, on the big holidays. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. What about making the gravy? The gravy's sometimes a very big part of our uh, holiday meals. Do you have any tips for making your uh, special gravy? Yeah, so um, we like lots of gravy. We put it over our turkey and our stuffing and our mashed potatoes. And so generally I will, um, a day or two before, make turkey stock so that I can make my gravy early. I don't have to wait until my turkey is cooked to, to thicken my gravy. Um Everything seems to need to be done right at the end um, on uh, Thanksgiving. So if you can do your mashed potatoes ahead and and just put them in uh, a slow cooker with a little bit of milk on top, they'll stay warm and nice for several hours. So you can get that done earlier. And the same with your gravy. You can get that done early so that um, when it's time to serve dinner, maybe you just warm up your rolls and everything else is ready to go. Yeah, I love the idea of making things ahead as well to take off the stress from the day. So whatever we can do to sort of get us ready for the big day beforehand is so worth taking the time to do. Absolutely. So if you're having pies, which um, pumpkin pie is pretty much traditional. My husband likes to add a pecan pie with that. Um, Usually I'll do a lemon pie. I have a lemon yogurt pie that's really fabulous. And my mom always loved lemon and uh, she's passed now, but that was her, her favorite pie. So I always made a lemon pie for mom and I, I still do that now. And you can prepare your pie crust ahead of time. So, you know, you can even do them a couple weeks ahead and pop them in the freezer or um, just a couple days ahead and put them in the fridge. And usually I'll bake my pies the night before just to, you know, take that stress off or the day before. And um, then the pies are either in the fridge or on the counter waiting for the big day. I love those special food traditions that we keep. And that's a very special one for your mom. Yeah. Yeah. Makes her a part of it still. Definitely. How do we plan for side dishes that, because I mentioned before about the oven always being chock-a-block on holidays. How do we plan some side dishes that won't be vying for some oven space with the, say, like the turkey? So um, the turkey can really come out like an hour early. It really, um, you 
I often cook it in either a bag or covered roaster. So you can just leave it covered and sit and it will stay nice and warm and kind of, you know, redistribute the juices. And so it'll stay nice and juicy when you cut it. So take that turkey out and just let it sit for a while before you carve it. And you can finish up um, any, any side dishes that need to go in the oven then. That's awesome. And what about, um, so we talked about, we could make the gravy ahead of time, make a little stock. We could do the pie crust. What are some other things that we could prep in advance that will save us time on the day? So um, we love to have homemade rolls. Um, if you're scaling down and and, and rolls aren't um, top priority for you, you can buy the bigger ones. But um, they're fairly easy to make rolls um, and you can make them like a week ahead and just pop them into the freezer and then you just the morning of Thanksgiving let them thaw on the counter rolls thaw really quickly and then you can just warm them up in the oven and they'll they'll taste like you just made them well that's a great tip and what about like chopping veggies beforehand do you usually do that on the day or the night before so especially for like um, if I'm making my bread stuffing um, the, the night before I'll toast up my bread, my cubed bread, and then I'll make sure I have my onion and celery all chopped. And then the, the, um, stuffing's easy to put together the next day. Um, if you're doing like a sweet potato casserole, you can go ahead and prep those as well. Um, you can even, you know, sweet potatoes reheat really well. So you can even cook those the night before if you wanted and then just add your toppings i like to do like um it's not quite as traditional as the marshmallow topping that others like but it's a brown sugar uh, pecan topping that i like to put on it and and it browns up um really quickly so if you have your sweet potatoes all cooked and mixed with a little sugar and cream then you can just add the topping have it all mixed up and then um just quickly brown it in the oven to melt that topping so that comes together really quickly oh that sounds so good so for the people who are having the smaller get-togethers do you have any tips for them on how to scale things down or um, how to you know maybe plan the dishes to be a little bit different yeah so um instead of making whole big pies i think maybe some little tarts or something like that that you know you maybe you can make two or three different flavors of but you don't have to have three huge pies plus they're easier to serve so that's nice yeah and um like i said you can reduce the number of the sides that you make and just make your favorites and um if you the green bean casserole that your family really loves then then make that and skip the the um sweet potatoes that no one really eats just really depends on you um my family loves roasted green beans as the vegetable um but um just make smaller portions and just have it all prepped and ready to go. But mostly just if if you're used to having people help and and they're not coming this year to help, just just reduce the number of things. If if your family doesn't really like stuffing, then don't do the stuffing. Just do the mashed potatoes and the the turkey and some rolls and um, maybe a vegetable. 
So simplify. I love the idea you had before as well about getting, you know, some things, order, ordering things from the grocery store. I'm sure there's um, lots of things that cater to those. If you, if, if you are going to struggle to do everything, that's a really good idea. So maybe it is like the bread rolls. Um, you can get a pack of bread rolls from the supermarket if that's, if it's not important Absolutely. for you to make them from scratch or, you know, it doesn't matter if you're making those shortcuts, that's okay. The idea is to just have a delicious meal that we can all spend some quality time together and enjoy eating. It, it doesn't have to be you on your feet for three days <laughs> cooking by yourself if it's going to be, yeah, a really, really arduous task. Right. If that stresses you out, there are a lot of grocery stores that now you can just order your Thanksgiving dinner. They'll cook the, the turkey for you. They'll cook, you know, the side dishes and you just pick it up and bring it home and and for some people, maybe adding a homemade pie to that is, you know, all they can do. They even have the little uh, tarts at the grocery store that are um, pre-made um, uh, crusts, you know, that you yeah, can just yeah. fill with your favorite filling. And lots of ways that you can do shortcuts. So, you know, just, just but the, the most important thing is just plan. Just, you know, plan it the way you want it. Absolutely. What are some, I'm sure you have so many actually, (laughs) but what are some of your must have Thanksgiving recipes that your family has that you've got on the blog? So I mentioned my creamy lemon yogurt pie. That is definitely a favorite. Um, The Lion House Rolls, it's a local um, restaurant here in in Salt Lake, and they're famous for their Lion House rolls. They're big and fluffy and buttery, and so that that's a really fun one. Um, oh gosh, um, I do uh, homemade cranberry jelly, and then the sweet potato that I mentioned before, and um, my. Utah is kind of famous for green jello salad and I I grew up eating the green jello salad. So for my family, if I don't have the green jello salad, then that's gonna be a disappointment. So Oh, you've got to tell exact- me now. I'm curious what is in a green jelly salad. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know jello. You know jello, right? Yes. <laughs> Gelatin. And then mom always made it with cream cheese and pineapple and um, whipped cream. So. Oh, wow. That sounds so, <laughs> that sounds yummy, but <laughs> it sounds so yeah. different to anything I've ever had before. <laughs> I'm just so curious. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes my aunt would make it and she would put in some chopped nuts. So it's kind of more desserty, but we called it salad and <laughs> that's what it was. <laughs> I love it. Oh, yum. Well, now I'm starving for Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll have to cook it. <laughs> I, I've always said I would love to come over and celebrate like a, yeah, a traditional Thanksgiving one day. So I hope that I find myself over there. I've had a few invitations, so I'll <laughs> well, there you go. I'll yeah. have to come and, come and uh, take them up with that offer. But yes, I am. Um, maybe, maybe not this year, but no. hopefully next, right? <laughs> hopefully one day soon we can travel again. <laughs> right. Oh, oh crazy. that's awesome. Um, any last minute tips for anyone with their Thanksgiving planning? 
Oh, yeah. Just like I said, make a list and then check it off. It always feels so good to just check those things off. And you, and first it seems overwhelming, but then you start checking them off and just do a couple of things a day. And then before you know it, the day's there and everyone will think that you're amazing because you made a fabulous dinner. Of course. And, and there's always that pride at the end of it. I, I always feel like that at Christmas when I... I, I usually cook for my in-laws the, the, when they come over and I have the table set up. I'm like, nobody touch it. I'm taking a picture. <laughs> <laughs> well, as a food blogger, I'm, I'm, my family's pretty used to that. I'm like, I need a picture before anyone eats. I, I have signs that I reuse post-it notes. Do not eat. And then I stick it on there. <laughs> yep. You gotta, gotta have the final shot first and it's all set up. I just step up like, ah, and then everyone eats it in like five seconds. <laughs> exactly. Lovely to look at the start. <laughs> awesome. Well, Barbara, can you let my listeners know where they can find you? Yes. So I have two blogs. One is barbarabakes.com and You'll also find me at pressurecookingtoday.com. I'm impressed, Barbara. It's hard enough having one blog. so <laughs> <laughs> It's a lot of work. I do have help. My, do- my daughter works with me, so that uh, really helps. That's awesome. I'm sure it is extremely busy. It is busy doing just one. <laughs> and all the recipe <laughs> ideas for two. Oh. But um, I will have to check out the pressure cooking um, because I've just actually got an instant pot. I got it oh, a couple awesome. weeks ago. So I'm, I'm a newbie and I'm just getting used to it. So I need all the help I can get. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll have a lot of fun with that. I'm hoping so. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing your tips with us. All right. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed chatting with Barbara about all things Thanksgiving. The truth is a lot of her tips can be applied to any other major holiday. And I know that I'm guilty myself of leaving things to the day of and getting stressed out when I could have been a little bit more prepared. For all the links we discussed in today's episode, head to cookitrealgood.com slash 61. That's it from me. Have a great week and don't just cook, cook it real good. Bye.